Hi, I'm Nikki Felbert. I'm a filmmaker and continuous seeker of life's truth and natural magic. And here's where I get to share amazing interviews and findings with you from people that have followed a calling and have a wealth of knowledge to share. Please subscribe, rate, and share the Nixie Pod show with people you think will enjoy or benefit from it. Cool. Okay, so we're here. I'm so excited to film you and to hear more about your experience with the Honey Kuhn. So, Lara Jakowski. And Lara, you are a conscious filmmaker. Tell me a bit more about your process with filming. So, generally, well, first, let me introduce me. I am from Brazil, <laughs> from South Brazil. It's nearby Sao Paulo. When we say nearby, it's like five hours by car. People say that's not nearby. <laughs> uh, we have an um, independent producer. It's uh, Bain TV, Kiskadi Bird. And uh, me and my partner, Patrick Belen, we work for the past eight years together. And the way we do work, the way we like to do work is to go and live with people before even filming them. So we go experience their reality before talking about it. Otherwise, it's too superficial. So we like to... That's where you are now, because I can hear lots of birds in the background and the, the video has got all these beautiful tropical trees. <laughs> yes, I am in South Brazil now in the mountains. Uh, also because I, after uh, going to the Amazon, I felt like uh, it's time to go and live in nature. It's a calling the world, the world is asking us to do to become more attached, uh, not attached, but I mean, um, more nearby the ancient knowledge, the, the natural way of living. Right, and it, it is an appeal for many people, but to actually go and do it is another, is another step. But how, so how have you found that? You've kind of gone in and out of Brazil or South Brazil a few times before making a decision to stay there for longer. Yeah, and tell me a bit about how, how how long it takes what is the journey to actually get to one of the villages where the hunikuan live perfect so i've been traveling for the past 12 years i've been to africa to asia to north america all of america and also the uk i've been lots of in europe so i have been looking and searching for this i don't know home maybe and at the same time, learning from so much, so much knowledge. I've been to indigenous people in Thailand, in India, uh, in South America. And always, I think I was building up uh, till I got to the Amazon. And uh, I believe like in the Amazon, I got an opportunity to look very deep inside and choose by myself, finally, what I wanted to, to do as a filmmaker, so to support them and also as a, as a individual uh, to make a living in nature. Um, so, so it was a it real calling. It was a real calling to actually live there and make a film about the people you were living with. Yes, definitely. So after this big like round all over, uh, we came back to Brazil because Brazil was happening. There was a coup happening in Brazil. And we said, okay, you know what? Let's go back and, and, and we have been all over helping social causes. Let's go back and help ourselves. So when we came back, we realized the indigenous situation was very critical. Actually it has been since Brazil exists, uh, but it was getting even worse. But at the same time, 
good because when something bad happens, something good happens because it's a equilibrium. So the Huni Queen was getting aware, they were getting aware to stand up by themselves. Because if they don't do it, who, who will do it? So when we got there for the first time, sorry? People like you. <laughs> yes. I also, and, um, sorry to interrupt. I also wanted to know, were you aware of everything that was going on with the indigenous cultures whilst you were growing up in Brazil? Was that an awareness when you were younger or only as you got a little bit older? No, you it, like, you only get aware if you go to search for it because it's like they are totally setting aside like we have you know brazil is so immense it's such a huge country and i i can i don't even remember how many native people we have here like there are lots and lots and lots and lots so um uh it's it's, it's incredible they are a big part of us and we're not even talking about them so I grow up without hearing about them at all. What we hear always is that indigenous people are lazy and they don't worth it uh, to spend time with them because they're dumb, some, something like that. So when I got first time to, to the Amazon, my family asked, but what, what are you going to do there? We know this about indigenous people, what you're looking for there? And when I came back, I said, man, they have amazing natural technology we don't even imagine how much they hold so when i when i started to get to know a little bit more about them it was when i started to drink ayahuasca and i drank first time in bolivia with a shaman there and and that maybe inside it started to boil something that i didn't know i was going that direction but some paths started to open so i came back to my feminine power i came back to my roots i recognized myself as a latin america person because i have lots of european blood in my in myself like european austrian uh, i mean european and austrian polish spanish italian that's my composition i have no brazilian blood but I, I am I was born here and I never recognized myself as a Latin American woman because of my family, the way I was raised. So when I realized that uh, that I was I belong here, I wanted to get to know my country. Uh, so I started to search for it. And also my partner in the time also started to search for it. And we end up with the Huni Queen because there was a ceremony here with the Huni Queen. We went there and we felt something opening inside of us. I, so, I understand a little bit because I have, uh, I live in Africa and I also have uh, European roots um, and European ancestry and it all definitely plays a part in who I am. Um, and I also can relate to your feeling of being rooted within Brazil the same for me in Africa. But I also want to understand a little bit more from your perspective, mm -hmm. how that happens or what, um, what makes you feel like you can be Brazilian when, uh, yes, you were born there, but, um, and there's something maybe even in the astrology of being born in one place, um, but all your ancestry is not Brazilian. Yeah. How does that you know, play out for you? I think when I drank ayahuasca for the first times, because first time is always something, uh, it's, it's, it's a new thing, right? It's like driving a car for the first time. So 
when I drank ayahuasca, I think I, I, I understand somehow in my subconscious that I was not Brazilian, I was not European, I was a human being. And there was no frontiers. So I kind of recognize myself as the spirit coming in this body with this story of life and these ancestors. Oh, my dog just arrived. Oh, can <laughs> and you all the so we can see your dog? You're massive. Come here, Tupa. <laughs> if they come here, they can oh. see. <laughs> oh, my this is Tupa. This is my poop. <laughs> there are guardians, and they teach me a lot. So I recognize myself as, as a spirit that has, uh, I'm not a woman, I'm now a woman, but my spirit has been a woman, has been a man, has been forest. So I have all this knowledge inside me. And with the ayahuasca, I, I understood that the knowledge is, is all, all over, is around us. Knowledge is, is like the wind, you cannot, you cannot touch, but you can feel it. And if you're aware, you're going to learn something from it. Mm, and you're gonna it from anywhere around you exactly yeah so i started to feel like that i felt like okay i have all this this background european background that means a lot because that means means like coming from second world war and losing losing our ancestor an ancestral name like my name is not a real name that it was something that people written up so it has the story okay i have this that came to me and uh i wanna uh, also there is lots of coming from the back like my soul story and there is still a, a this person which is new which i can create i can move things around so i don't know i just got uh, I, I freed myself from boundaries from limits and uh, i felt also when i drank ayahuasca that i knew that from some time before so maybe there was a knowledge i was remembering from another life so it all got mixed up time and space and lots of uh lives and i realized like i don't wanna um, i don't wanna limit myself feeling this way or another way and still i wanna get connected to the where, the, where i was born in earth so my first step it was to get to know brazil better get to know my uh the indigenous people because i wanted to get connected with the place that my soul chose to born to be born <laughs> and that helps me to open a lot and 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 i feel like when we connect to something like root yourself the sky opens as much as you root yourself wow, so it's like uh, measures <laughs> beautiful uh, so, I'd love to know a little bit more about ayahuasca. Is it, um, so it's a medicine that is created from plants that is found in the Amazon in Brazil. Um, mm -hmm. And I also understand that it's more than one plant. Um, yes. And so what is, why would someone take it? And what is it? So ayahuasca is a mixture of chacrona and jagubi. There's like a cipó, um, something curled like this. I don't know the name in English. And a leaf, chacrona. So a vine and, and a leaf. A vine. Thank you. Yes. So like the way I like to explain people about ayahuasca is that like every indigenous people, originary people, has the, a way of praying for, uh, with, with the earth because they are 
sort of earth in human body. So they know the ways. So let's say uh, some people pray the tobacco, some people pray the fire, some people pray food. You know, in Latin America, there's a lot of food uh, rituals. Uh, some people uh, pray the peyote, the San Pedro. These are other plant medicines that you're talking about. Yes. So there is a, a lot of, of ways of praying in a very ancestral way. The one we know that everyone does or did in the past, indigenous did, it was through the fire and tobacco that that, that was in all traditions. So that was a way of praying and asking for visions and asking for uh, to see apart from what is real from because our vision is limited we can only see here and and that's that's our vision but when you pray with the earth you ask from the vision of the earth which is down there up in the sky it's it's like i like to say it's like um um, Aguila, Agia, what's the name in English? Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's the, the 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 big bird. I forgot now. Oh, like an but eagle. Eagle. Thank you. <laughs> I, it's a long time I don't speak in English. So, like, uh, like an eagle, an eagle go really far in the sky and can see, like, um, immense, um, immense, in an immense way, and at the same time, you can see like what she's gonna pray. And she goes and take in spirit and go directly where she wanna go. So that's what I see. Like when they when we pray, we ask for the ego vision, the spirit vision. Yeah. So it was a it's a we way that has that. been. What we all would love that. <laughs> yeah, I always when I am in a trouble, I say, "Come on, ego, come and help me." <laughs> Just see a brother way in a brother way. So I see like. Um, since the earth is the earth, uh, we have been praying nature, with nature. So asking nature, taking a part of it, putting in your mouth or smoking it, smudging it, so we can get connected to the, the knowledge that is beyond our vision. So uh, ayahuasca is one, of, uh, one way of getting to get connected to this vision. And the peculiarity of ayahuasca is that uh, when you also, when people choose to, to, to go for it, is to see, to see beyond, to see truths, um, to get to know better yourself. Because when you are with this medicine, this sacred medicine, um, you stop controlling things with your mind. I like to say that we use this part of the body <laughs> to process everything and with ayahuasca you start to process with your heart which is a wider space yes. and also you process uh with you know your the tip of your finger you process with the your elbow i don't know you put things in in use your whole body to get to know some knowledge uh, so it's an interesting process, especially for rational people. Or maybe the mind invites the whole body to be present and get to know some, some knowledge with more in a profound way, in a more deep way. So um, I think when we, uh, maybe that's my experience too, but I, I believe that people when take ayahuasca, when they choose to do that, they are putting a step further to say, okay, I'm ready to to go a little further about uh, myself, about the world I'm living in, about the choices 
I want to see a little further. I'm already, I already came to that, so, so I, I wanna, I'm ready to go a step more. And but in your, not... sorry, in your experience, uh, is this the, the goal of the Hunikun to help people around the world to be able to do this, to be able to see further than just themselves? Is that why they're wanting to share it with everyone now? Exactly. Because that, you know, that was a very sacred knowledge I was keeping that they, they didn't share. So something that, that, that strive, drive me a lot, it was that uh, the Hunikui never shared anything. And when we were there, we were just to film a festival that happens there. And then they start to speak about all this knowledge they have and why they are doing it. Because they decided it's time to share it's like Pachamama, na Mother Nature told them, you know, it's time to share because people are, uh, are ready for it and they are needing it. Yes. So it's, it's time for us to make our, our vision a little broader with, like, with capitalism and, and progress or everything in the name of progress. We forgot the, to see what was there. We were just seeing one straight line and we forgot to take in... in, in, in uh, take nature as a as our mother like we're living here so the hunikuin uh their personification of a nature all indigenous are a personification of nature they are the bridge in between us and nature they are there holding hands with nature and us so we can see a little further what we lost and the most amazing thing is that is very fast to retrieve what we what you lost it's nothing like i believe we are in a time now that everything before it was low we had to work on it we have to wait for it but now we are in a more in a pace in a different pace it's more like quantic so the hunikuin are doing this beautiful work of of uh, helping us remember our true nature and nature of the planet and that's quite amazing because uh, the Western world has really uh, not been good to them. Um, they've tried to, as uh, Westerners, we've tried to break their culture down, not understanding it and thinking that in the old days, thinking that we were better than them. And hopefully yeah. that uh, is changing now. But it's, it's, it's quite something that they are willing to share their knowledge and their culture and their medicines in order to help create um, more conscious people. Um, and I guess in some ways, it, 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 the more people that are conscious, um, it helps them to preserve their culture as well. Definitely. And it's very interesting, though, they are serving medicine to the people that try to destroy them first. That, 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 that requires a really humble heart. I mean, uh, it's very interesting how you know like i know they 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 get they got somewhere inside them uh remember what we did to them we i mean the non-native people our ancestors uh so but at the same time they have another part of them they they want so badly to live live the happy part of life that is here now that they realize they have this beautiful culture they are the the holders of it and they can share with us that they are you know when i ask them about their past they don't want to talk about it they're done it's okay it's, it's gone i mean they don't they don't forget they know it's there 
but they don't want to keep talking about it because when we talk about it, we are creating more of it. We are materializing something that is gone. It should be locked, not locked down, but they grieved already about it. It was already, it's already dead. It's done. So they want to create an, a new thing. They want to go in this, this energy. So that's why I believe they want to like make peace with people that once try to destroy them. They are in this path of creating, showing that, you know, like you tried to kill me before I'm here serving you my precious medicine. So it's okay. We can find another way of creating a, a relationship. And I believe that's all about them creating new relationships with things that we, 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 we saw in a different way before and try to destroy it, nature, them. And it's so, amazing when they when they do serve their their um, natural medicines, they uh, they really serve it with so much uh, of their own cultural lines going back, with their beautiful headdresses and um, the, the, how how the medicine is prepared. Can you tell us a little bit more about where the headdresses come from and the face painting and? and also how they prepare that medicine. So the Hunikuin itself, because the, there's lots of different traditions, this tradition itself, uh, it got, let's say, when, when the white people came in Brazil, the non-indigenous people, uh, they uh, forbidden the indigenous people to practice. So, and, and let's say Brazil is so immense, it was all indigenous and suddenly they all got all killed and they have been enslaved. So they stopped the tradition for years. I mean, they don't even remember they were indigenous. They didn't know who they were. And that's all about what we are, we filmed in the past three years. The story that they, they forgot totally. Someday they were invited to take ayahuasca by a friend. In a, in, a, in a city, when indigenous went to travel and do a, a work of non-indigenous, like work like we do, but they, it's a different way for them to work. And when he was he were working, they were invi uh, people invited them to drink ayahuasca. When they drank ayahuasca, this person drank ayahuasca, he remembered who he was. He saw the feathers, he saw the painting. He saw the food they used to have. They, he saw the rituals. So when he came back to the village, he said, you know what? I remember something. Is that true? Who has any knowledge about it? So he started to research with the ancient people about it. And by researching, he said, okay, let's drink ayahuasca together and remember together. So they start to remember. And that happened in the year 2000. So it was 20 years ago. In the village I work with, of course, there was villages like in Jordão, which is another place the Huni Queen lived. Uh, they, they kept the knowledge. They were less enslaved. So there's lots of different stories in the same, in the same tribe, let's say, no? So uh, for, the, for these people and for most of the Huni Queen, they have lost uh, and now they are uh, reconnecting by the visions of ayahuasca itself. So um, I, I cannot say when they started to, to wear feathers and why they, they wear, but what I can say is that they, they, they praise nature. So nature is the great teacher. Is with nature they, 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 
they they learn everything. I asked a, a elder woman, a nation woman, um, a healer, and I asked, who taught you all that? And she said, Mother Nature taught me everything. My aunt, my my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, my father and mother. And I was graduated with Mother Nature. So I was like, okay, I got now. So uh, let's say uh, the way a tree grows up and delivers its fruits or the way a bird flies and it sings, it teaches them everything they have to know about life. Uh, and so they, they praise them by wearing their, their feathers uh, praising that energy. For example, the feather I'm, I'm, I'm wearing is from Arara, I don't know the name in, in English. Uh, a bird which is very talkative and happy. So I'm, I'm wearing praising that energy when I put these feathers on. So that's, that's the way they, they use of nature. So like the, the colors, the red color, Urukum, is a plant from nature, is very alive, is very powerful. Is it, it, it also the, the paintings they make is to create protections and to is like a the wear warrior uh, painting. So they have lots of geometry, sacred geometry patterns. Like that's another story which is like very deep. They have patterns of the boa, which means uh, something, and then the pattern of the crocodile, which means something else and so on. So the teachers, the nature, they praise nature. So they, they live praising in their body, in their rituals, in their, in their, in their clothes. And uh, the, they even like the, the adjectives, like, like let's say you're beautiful. They don't say you're beautiful. You say, you, it looks like this bird. Uh, you sing like this bird because they are the, the teachers. They are the ones that they, they praise for. And they're so, really growing uh, their communities back in nature and living in nature again. Yeah, they open cool. up. And people up from the West can come and, and experience this? Yes. So and when they experience they it through the film as well, I, I'm <laughs> sure. Yes. So uh, 20 years ago when they realized they have to come back to, to their, their ritual, there's also a little bit about the film. Their, their culture, I mean, they, they, re, they realize, okay, I have to go back to the culture. Where are we at now? Okay, we are living among non-indigenous people and we're drinking, we're going to the church. That doesn't make any sense. We're eating rice and beans, which is a traditional food uh, in Brazil, but not their traditional food. So they, they, they went to the woods, find a Samauma, which is a massive tree, and said, okay, we're gonna make a, a village here. Uh, and in this village, we only live by our own culture. So whoever wants to keep going to the church, keep drinking, keep using drugs, keep uh, living as a non-indigenous, you're not allowed here. So they have to be very strict to be in their culture again, mm -hmm. to live, to remember. So they have to restrict themselves before uh, to remember who they were. And now which they, what they're doing after restricting and living for maybe 15 years without opening to us, uh, they started to opening again to us to make a bridge with our knowledge. So they have solar panels now in their village. They have some water, uh, tube water with, um, with um, tap on it, which is like, wow, that's like really wow. There's <laughs> the village, they only have their, the river. Yes. So they're starting to say, okay, we wanna live in nature. 
we want we want all this knowledge we are not getting away from it but there is a way of living in a more comfort way that we can be more productive maybe and 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 use our time better yes and still be living in nature and with nature rather than destroying it exactly so it and still like making a, a sort of um a base which they can invite us to come and we can still feel a little comfortable we, we're gonna be very in a very living a very simple way but they want to give us a little bit of, of comfort that they know is important for us uh, so we we balance it so they're very smart they 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 realize they can get some really good stuff from our world and they can give us some stuff from their world that we don't have yeah. So, like, the, for example, their their main food is manioc. Is is they only eat, ma eat manioc and banana, and they started to growing fruits because they know we like fruits. So they they started to create this bridge, and so we can be there and assess their knowledge, not in such a discomfort way. So there, I I believe like wow, they're like very very smart way of 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 trying to make this bridge. I think they're incredible as a, a putting themselves in a service, in a service being a bridge. Tell me a so little they, bit more about your film. So what have you concentrated on? And I've seen some of the footage on the website. Um, what was it? Uh, a fun, fundraiser that you, you're raising money to complete your film now. And I see also you only have two more, 200 more dollars to go so that you can so that you can get uh, the money that people have given you, which is amazing. Um, amazing. And of course, uh, anything extra will be helpful as, as well because films can take yeah. in a lot of money. Um, and this village too. Yeah. Sorry, say that again? With any extra resources, we can also help more the village and support yes. with Yeah. So tell me what you have concentrated on. What's the theme um, apart from the Hunikuan for your film? So the main theme, I mean, let's say this film is not for me, for us, by me. It's a film for them, by them. So they, they guided us through the whole three years we have been together. And uh, they want to share their story because they realize so much they lost when they didn't write up as, as we do. The, they, their knowledge is by is oral knowledge. They only do by hearing and speaking. There's no books, there's nothing. So they start to make books and make films because if everyone kills them again, at least there's something to say they were there. Yeah. So they're already thinking about it. Is it um, in another way, in a new way? Exactly. They, they bridge again, bridging everything. Everything becomes for me a way of bridging worlds. So what I wanted to share is that um, they, they lost something, they remembered something, and what this something is. So they wanted to share about their culture. So the film speaks a little bit about how, how they lost uh, their culture, how they regain it, and the film concentrates on what is this culture and what this means. What this means to them and what this means to us and what this means to the world. So we share about the rituals, we share about the, their ceremony, 
Yes. I'm sure a lot about ayahuasca and music, which is like a, a pillar of the Huni Queen. They're incredible musicians. Yes, like seven you. years old, they're already like singing beautiful songs. Like it, it's not a song like, like, it's not a superficial song. It's a really deep song about some knowledge nature passed to them during ceremony, during a diet. So like there's a project we so much love and passion literally singing it with that with that love and passion not just singing for the sake of singing totally and and you see seven years old what do you know when you're seven years you were like we work in the fajawi 14 years old and he sings the most beautiful things like he he really says i hear nature telling me and i put in the music to share this knowledge so the the film concentrates on on it like showing their culture sharing about their visions on on nature on the medicine on music on prayers and what they think about the the they're doing to the world right now and what they they expect uh the human being realizes now that like the disconnection to nature so it's mainly it's mainly a film about them their culture uh made in a very huni queen way very laid back <laughs> And with lots of, of uh, images of, of, of the forest. So you asked me before how you go there, for example. Yes. Like uh, from my city or from anywhere in the world, you, you, you have to go to Rio Branco. For me, it's a four, four hours flight. For you guys, it might be at least 14 hours. <laughs> so um, you go to Rio Branco, which is up uh, north in, in Brazil. Uh, in Rio Branco, you have to take a car. It's seven, uh, six, seven years, um, hours by car. Then you go to a small city called Tarawaka, and then you have to take a boat. And the boat takes four days up in the river, wow. uh, down the river, I mean. So it's a four days, and like if you have a fast boat and you have money, you can take a two days boat, but not less than that. <laughs> so. I, I say that's the best part of the journey, to be honest, because you have four days to try to equalize your energy in the, in the, in the energy they are there. So when you got there, uh, you, when you get there, you can already be connected a little bit more. <laughs> so yeah. you can like get rid of the telephone, you get rid of your work, you can get rid of your problems. Every day you get rid of more stuff you don't have to bring in your suitcase. You, you just drop in the water <laughs> everything you you can so you can be empty because you like you're going to mars you know like you're going to another planet you're going like deep in the heart of the amazon you, as much as you go deep in the heart of the amazon outside you go deep inside your heart inside is the same thing as much as you go far from society from rules from the system you you go uh, inside uh, yourself so lots of people go there and uh, and get like okay it's like a, a wow in a good and bad way let's say because it's, it's something so new to be deep inside and deep in the forest deep in in life in nature that um, you you take some time to get used to it and then when you get used to it the Huni Queen are already there to embrace you and to and to teach you but they don't teach us as we teach people because we teach okay come here sit to me 
you do this in this way da, 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 da. you thank you i just got juice from oh, my yeah. partner <laughs> that's lovely so the way they teach you is by being themselves all the time they they won't do anything to 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 praise us they will be themselves and if if we are aware of looking and being present to uh, observe them to be uh, present you start to learn about their culture and as much as you are present as much they they know you're present they will they will teach you more by being so it's very interesting it took me a while to get this you know because we are like okay i'm here what's the schedule what time you you have uh, any activity what time is the ritual what time is the prayers you like when i've been there i said okay let's make a film i need this interview i need people doing this i started to to do meetings like that and all the time i do that i see i did that i see people are getting away from me it's like i don't get her <laughs> <laughs> so i was like hmm. so uh, in the third year i was there i got it i was like okay um, I, sh I should flow. I should be ready anytime. When they're ready, they will come to me and that's the time. So I used to have all my batteries um, charged, all my, all my camera, my gear set up. I was like, everything ready. I was relaxing my hammock, but I was ready. So sometimes they come to me, go. They just say, go. I say, okay, go. So I just have to put your clothes on, you take your gear, and that was the time. They were ready, they were feeling it, they were receiving the, from nature that, that, that was it. Not the time I say, okay, three o'clock meeting. So uh, all the time you bring something uh, from the system because they don't get this way of living. They, they, are, in a, in a, in a, they are in a flow. So it, it takes time for us to, to, to accept that anything that comes is good. You know, like, I think acceptance is, is a quality nature has that the indigenous has that we don't know anything about it. <laughs> we always like to control. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what an amazing uh, lesson to learn for, for any part of life, any other films that you're making. Uh, yes, you have to adapt to your environment, but to learn that flow and that um, how to work with nature um, and the right times to do things because it's landed now. Um, yeah, now. it's amazing. It reminds me a bit of, of uh, Avatar and how long it takes uh, some of the people to, to go, oh, okay, that's how, that's how, I, can, how I can do it and, and actually then drop into it and go, actually, this is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, is, is we, we got we got away from nat the natural cycle. I mean, the moon is there to tell us there is like four moons in a cycle. We have four moods to go through. No, we women know a lot about it. <laughs> we have every month we are reminded of it. Yeah. So we got uh, and 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 the and the when you plant a seed, you have to wait to get. So like, that's the natural cycle. We got away from it. We got, we tried to control things. Okay, I planted a seed this time. I wanna, I wanna take this crop at that time. And um, so we got away from it. And I think uh, the indigenous and mother ayahuasca 
try to help us to reconnect to the natural flow and and lose control so like you know i think when we try to control things we are tensioning things and when we are tensioning things there is only this this you can go like this or uh, go to this this bit or that bit and when you lose control everything's possible again you have like a mount of possibilities you can go through and you can uh see much beyond of 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 what you are looking for and try to control so uh for me i was a very rational person i mean european blood we know we know we are rational people yeah. uh we we've, we've been taught to to be rational because of the the history of 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 europe and wars and we have to uh take food and 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 counter food otherwise you know like it's okay we we have been through it but for me it's like okay it's time to 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 come back to to our natural like that 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 was that was gone that that time has gone the war time is gone like i i, I speak this, in brazil we didn't it didn't even have war and we're still in this in this in this idea of like uh trying to survive you know yeah, yeah. uh so it's it's a time for us to go back to to our essence the essence of being a human the sense of being a child of earth like we chose to be in in earth not saturn not mars <laughs> not the moon we are in in earth and in, in earth things has a they have it has a rhythm and if we are following this rhythm we can be uh be open to a broader knowledge so it's a lot to learn from them and i can say uh the Huni Queen has much knowledge, even though they are only 20 years remembering. They have much to share to us. And all the indigenous cultures, I mean, all indigenous culture has much to share for us to remember. And like, there is time for us to do that, but we have to rush. Because I see like, we don't have to save mother nature. Mother nature saves by itself. You just see if you cut the whole tree down and if it just ha leaves a little bit of the root, she's gonna find a way you know uh, she's always gonna find a way and we don't have to save ourselves because the way we are right now we are not a good thing for planet what we have to do is to create a vibration a good vibration for the human being to be in nature like it's a good vibration for us to to what like what do you want to leave you want to leave this control the system i don't want to leave out there i want to leave a good vibration that is possible to have interconnected life between all sorts of life in nature we are a source of life of nature the corn is the samauma is you know, and I'm sure it feels so much better to live like that and you've actually lived those two contrasts now um yep. I'm sure it feels much better to live with those cycles and flows of nature of mother yeah Earth you learn much more i mean you get open to true knowledge you get aside like you get away from from uh, a box we created for for humanity like follow this work study get a husband get a a profession blah, 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 blah. i mean and we we are good at it i mean if we are all good we can all do that it's as a knowledge the earth already has we can do this box let's go outside now and get to know <laughs> what else we don't know that yeah. that's my the purpose that i'm i'm getting now like on my life
Wow, I can't wait to watch your film. Um, so anybody who's listening, please uh, go to um, fundraiser and check out the Honey Kuhn film. And please, uh, for your tithe for the month, um, please give some money for this beautiful cause. You, there's beautiful photographs and a little um, teaser video for you to watch. Um, yeah, and just anything that we can give for you to make this film as amazing as it already is and, is, and, and for it to be able to birth into the world and spread will be amazing. Um, thank, so you. thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for, for telling us all this beautiful knowledge just in this little space on, on Nixiepod. Um, and yeah, just, is there anything else that you, you feel to add before, before closing? I'm, I'm really grateful. You know, I feel a lot of responsibility to have this, this film on my hands and to have learned from them. So we want to share with as much people we, we can. We even are going to create a YouTube channel because we have so much. We have like 400 pages of knowledge all types of the interviews we want to share because uh it's, it's, it's beautiful knowledge and we want we need to hear now so i'm um, i'm great i just want to mention that i am grateful to be a sort of a holder of this knowledge a little bit of this knowledge and i i'm here to share and if anyone who wants to know anything about the hinkuing and the film i'm ready and open to do so Thank you so much, Nikki, for inviting me. I love to share about it. <laughs> so wonderful to, to meet you here and hear this beautiful knowledge and also see a little bit of, of the Amazon behind you and hear the birds. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everyone, um, if you have a chance to know the Huni Queen and if you feel in your heart, go for it and go for it if you have a chance with any indigenous from any culture uh, there is a lot in your own country with your own indigenous people there's a lot for you to to remember <laughs> thank you very grateful i hope you enjoyed the nixie pod podcast please do subscribe